Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Welcome, everyone. My name is Justin, and you are on Inverse. And in the show with us, we also have Isiku on my right. We have Jonathan and Israel. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. Hello. And we've been talking for a while now about a lot of things about the Bible. Uh, in this in this topical arc that we are in, we are looking at Jesus and liberty. And we want to encourage you to go to hopetv.org slash inverse, and you can binge watch all the seasons of all the Bible topics I've been talking about and all the crazy stories that Israel has to share and all the pontificating that the rest of our panelists, I'm not going to go and make fun of each one of you guys, but uh, just a lot of good stuff there. And we appreciate all the comments and the encouragement and the blessings that you have received. We reach each one of those comments and our production staff really appreciate each one of them too. And we're going to go into episode four. We're looking at finding real freedom, finding real freedom under this topical arc of religion, or Jesus and liberty. I should say Jesus and liberty. So let's have a word of prayer. Siku, if you can start us off with the Lord's blessing, please. Sure. Loving Father, we're thankful that we can come to your word once more, and we pray for your guidance as we learn about you, and we pray that you would lead us into all truth. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's go to John chapter 8, verse 31 uh, to 47-ish. Yeah, not ish, it's 47. And uh, Israel, can you read that for us? All right. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Then they say to him, We were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceed forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he that sent me. Verse 43, I'll pick up there. Uh, Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks with from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? 
He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Um, we are looking at a lot of principles of, of religious liberty, of liberty, of freedom. Jonathan, what are some, we've, we've done uh, three episodes already in this, in this topical arc that we're in. Uh, what are some principles that, that you remember? Mm-hmm. Well, there's, <clears throat> it's really interesting to see, you know, from a, from, to read the scripture from this perspective mm. and see how Jesus engaged with his people. Mm-hmm. Um, when he came, he, he, um, he 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 lived on a on a different um, on a different level. The way he engaged with his people, he did not uh, bother engaging about politics or this and that opinion. He came to represent truth mm-hmm. and to show the love of God. And so, when you look at, for example, the makeup of his disciples, they come from all kinds of walks of life, different attitudes, ideas, um, but they all had one thing in common, that is their need for salvation, and that mm. goes for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so we learned that, uh, in, in, or I personally really appreciated the lessons from, from that study, that we can see that when we, it's, yeah, we may, we may know truth, but when it comes to presenting that to people, it's not just about the content, it's also about the delivery. Mm. And that delivery, if it's from God, can never be one of force or one of, of you know, of uh, utilizing methods that are not in align, do not align with love. Mm-hmm. And so that for me was one of one really profound um, mm-hmm. lesson. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a common theme that we find throughout Probably. religious liberty, <laughs> that the use of force, yeah. what is that? And then I like your, your counterbalance to that is, is love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call it conversion, a Holy Spirit, right. a supernatural component. And then you have the, the human component here of just, you know, whether it's uh, arrest, uh, jail, incarceration, death, mm-hmm. uh, or just, just, Plan on just um, what is it? Uh, imposing your will upon upon the the, the freedom of, right. of another. Um, any other any other principles that you guys want to remember from anything that pop out? You don't have to. I'm just kind of wanting to get some out, out on the on the table there. If you remember anything else, um, one of them being the the security, uh, having a, an internal security mm. in your mm-hmm. individual identity, mm-hmm. and that being core to experiencing freedom. Mm-hmm. And what, who who else would have more security than than the Lord Jesus? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, I'm totally secure. Yeah, you're going to kill me. That's all right. I'm just I'm just resurrect. Like it's just mm-hmm. ultimately. I mean, that's just uh, we as human beings <laughs> need that on a daily basis. Um, let's go to uh, de- defining what is 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 what is real freedom. What does it look like in everyday life? What is, why does what is Jesus getting at in a lot of this 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 discourse here? Um, while you were talking, Jonathan, what I was thinking of is that Jesus was um, he was involved in politics, mm-hmm. uh, meaning in the in the discourses of his day about talking about the interests of the Pharisees, interests of the Sadducees, right. interests of Rome. Uh, and he was involved in that discussion. Mm-hmm. And he was pointed out and saying like, hey, these aren't really interests that you need. Right. Right. Uh, he was not political. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the nuance that when in, in this discussion of politics, yeah. ev- everyone is involved in politics. You have to be. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the battle for interests. Um, but it's the question is, are you going to be political about it, yes. conniving, using tactics, right. trying to get numbers, and then and then using a deception to get you know one agenda over another? I think people have an issue with that. Right. But regarding the natural topic of, of politics, Jesus addresses that. Your self-interests are not really your interests. Right. Uh, and then on, on the larger theme of all that is 
as freedom, right? Right. Now that's, that's I want to talk about on that level. What what is that? Mm-hmm. So, um, this brings me to sorry your previous question about remembering from the previous um, okay. what we've studied before. Yeah. Because this connects to that in in the last. I think it was the last session we were talking about trust mm-hmm. and having trust in God. Mm-hmm. And that just is what came to my mind when you were talking about this um, not being political. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that keeps us from being political, even though we are involved in the conversation that, you know, politics address? But the difference for a Christian becomes that my trust is in God. Mm. And so I don't have to be political about trying to bring about what I want to see sure. happen. You have because, to push it forward. Right. Yeah. Because I have a trust in a, in a power that is higher than myself, mm. that is stronger than myself, that can bring about the results that are mm. most desirable, mm-hmm. you know, in the ultimate scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And so that trust is what keeps us from being political and conniving. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. and I would say like in that discussion is like we as believers of Jesus also need to enter into the political political discussion, not to be political, but to allow the interests of, of religious liberty to prevail. Mm-hmm. I mean, we should be very passionate about it, meaning we, the, the interest of religious liberty is we allow everyone to speak their mind. We, we must fight for that right, that freedom, because of on the basis of Christ's death for us. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if we don't, we do disservice in, in, in while we are living on this earth right. as, our, as 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 contributors to the societies that we are in. No, we we, we want true. Con- we want people to have an opportunity to investigate truth, right? Sure. And only offer uh, the opportunity to ultimately for conversion, right? Conversion, to experience right? God's love. Yes. But that you will never communicate God's love if you enforce, even if you have the truth, if you enforce it upon somebody, it's yes. not. That's not the God's way. Yes. So, as representative of God's in this, uh, representative of God in this world, we want to engage in a way that allows for people to make up their mind, to find truth, to listen to the Holy Spirit guiding them, uh, and. And, and to, to be okay with yes. with with the other things that unfortunately also pop up because of yeah. that. There's there's and some negatives to there that. There are a lot of people in this world who have a problem with what you just yeah. said. I mean, they said we need for religion to be dominated in in society, in culture, right. whether that be Christianity, uh, predominantly in North America with Christian nationalism, whether that be Hinduism within India and with particular parties, whether that be Orthodox in Eastern Europe, whether that be even in Protestantism in, in some yeah. parts of, of, of old Europe. Yeah. yeah. I, if we go back to the passage, I yeah. think there, the, Jesus now... It's kind of like beginning to really try to break down what truth actually is. And I think this mm. is something that to me keeps reoccurring. What is truth? Mm. Is it possible to have like factual truth and then deliver that in a in mm. a in a in a non truthful way, you know, to use kind of the illustration that Jonathan was using? Yeah. And what strikes me is verse 31, Jesus is speaking. John 831. Yeah. Okay. Jesus is speaking here to people that are believers. You know, Mm. he said to those Jews who believed on him. And to these people, he says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Mm -hmm. So what's being introduced here is a fact. How does one become a disciple of Jesus Christ? You have people who believe in Jesus. Belief is not enough. Belief in Jesus as a person is not enough. He says, you have to also abide uh, in my word. Mm -hmm. Once you abide in my word, you become my disciples, right? And then after you become the disciple of Jesus Christ, in verse 32, it says, and you shall know the truth Mm. and the truth shall make you free. Mm -hmm. So 
you need to be a disciple and 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 uh this is critical because there needs to be a commitment to Jesus Christ before you have the ability to understand who Jesus Christ is. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that we do not comprehend as human beings. We think we need to understand Jesus Christ before we have uh, the opportunity to commit to Jesus Christ. Mm. But he says, no, the more you commit yourself to me, the more you know. Mm -hmm. And it says, once you know the truth, then the truth will make you free. So. Even what strikes me is in this passage, in this little conversation, is that even the believer has a hard time understanding what truth actually is. Mm -hmm. You know, as a believer, it's even difficult for me to really understand what is Mm -hmm. truth. You need the grace of Jesus Christ to understand what it is and how that is communicated. The other thing that strikes me here is the fact that there is only one condition upon which a human being is able to find freedom. Only one. There's not multiple ways to be free. There's only one way to be free. Mm-hmm. And what is that way? That way is truth. It is truth that makes you free. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. So freedom, essentially, from a biblical worldview, boils down to do you have the son or not? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have the son, then you could be born in a free country but you're still in bondage, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's actually the point that he ends up making, right? Because they're like, we're Abraham's Abraham seed. We've never mm-hmm. been. And just like it's impossible to be free because you were born from some kind of uh, lineage, mm-hmm. so in today's context, it is impossible to be free just because you were born in a land yes. that does not have uh, slavery, mm-hmm. right? And so here Jesus, he's using the context to say, you know, the politics of the time that are dealing with freedom versus not freedom. Mm-hmm. And he's taking these worldly, and by worldly, I mean um, earthly, these earthly concepts, and he's trying to bring a more truthful reality to what is going on. Mm-hmm. And that is that freedom and bondage is much deeper than your ability to go to a grocery store at whatever time you want, mm, you yeah. know, or to drive or purchase a home or purchase a car whenever you want. Yeah, I mean, the, the freedom he's talking about is, I don't think we appreciate it enough of what this really is and how deep it goes, because this is, as you said, it's not just about, oh, I, I can move freely in my country or, you know, I don't ha- I will not be stopped every, you know, kilometer to to do something, but um, <clears throat> to be checked uh, or, or, or I'm not constantly being surveyed. That, like this, There is a freedom on that level, mm. but the freedom that Jesus is talking about is a, is a much, much deeper uh, freedom that goes into the heart, into the moral issues, into into character, and a freedom that makes you free indeed, even if you are in a country where you are being surveyed and, and stopped mm-hmm. and whatever, and you are not free to move. Um, so, like the freedom that Jesus is offering here is that was mind blowing to the to the people in those days, and it should be mind blowing to us as we as you know we live in a country where you can move freely, etc. Uh, but I don't think we appreciate enough what Jesus is really truly offering here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what what really struck me with what you said, Israel, um, and it makes sense after you said it, was that f- truth only comes in the context of relationship. Mm. And But we think of things the opposite way because maybe the, you know, our 
the, the Roman foundation of the way our educational system works is like, you know, you got to have premise A, premise B and conclusion. And then like knowledge is what leads you into freedom. Right. But this is saying that like relationship yes. is what leads you into freedom and relationship. It's a covenantal definition of yes. truth wow. rather than just kind of some uh, presuppositional. Or right. Just, just some statements of truth. Yeah. And 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 this is this is probably part of the challenge, even in modern Christianity mm. of, of our Christianity, is that we want to have an intellectual understanding, yeah. a mental ascent. And we struggle with like with the commitment, you know, with with yeah. just obedience, with following God. And this is not saying a mindless obedience, just be robots, but it's saying it's in the context of a relationship. As in the mm. process of that relationship, that's how we come to understand truth, because truth is not just intellectual. It's mm-hmm. not just tenets of what you believe, but it's a transformation of who yeah. you are. Mm. Like, it's the truth, not mm. just of facts, but it's the truth of your essence, of yeah. your being. And you only really get that as you interact with the one who created you. Mm-hmm. It's weird that, you know, that with God, we make this, this separation of like information versus relationship. But when you look at like, People dating, like they, they like go human relationships. Human, they, they look, they look on a profile or something. Like, okay, they have this interest and this interest, but they want to meet the person, right? So, like, it's not until you actually engage with them that you you learn how they are and and you you fall in love or you don't. But here, God is saying, engage with me, mm-hmm. walk with me, and you will experience. You will, you know, you will come into true freedom, mm-hmm. uh, which is that's profound and it, I mean, it blows the Greek mindset out of the water when you think about it. What's important to understand is the fact that Jesus is speaking to a group of people who think they're free, not to a group of people yes. that think they're in bondage. Mm. And, and uh, what you're saying, Siku, is very profound in terms of the, the context of relationship and freedom. Because if you are left to yourself, like what Jesus is essentially saying is, you are in bondage mm-hmm. either to someone else or to yourself. But you're but but bondage is always bondage. It's always the same. Mm. Whether you are in bondage because somebody else is putting you in bondage, or whether you are in bondage to yourself, you're still in bondage. It is still bondage. And there's only one way out of that bondage, and that's through a covenantal relationship with me, Jesus says, right? And so I think that it's important for us to understand this concept because he speaks to us, those of us who think we are free. And he says, actually. The bondage that you have, the bondage to sin or the bondage to self, mm-hmm. is as horrible as bondage is externally, me putting someone else in bondage. The bondage of sin is the greatest of all types of bondage yes. that can be experienced. And so Jesus is trying to say, look, all of these other superficial types of bondage, they are designed for the Christian to teach the ugliness of sin. Because these are just but an expression of Mm -hmm. something deeper. So every time we look at sin and how horrible it is, right, whether it's slavery in America or other types of uh, bondage across the world, these are just the leaves on the tree. The root is much uglier than that. And that root exists in anyone Mm -hmm. who thinks they're free but does not have Christ in the life, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and and the thing that keeps coming up, you're talking about this thinking that you're free, um, Jesus keeps calling them out for being liars and, and they yeah. they are the children of their father, the devil, who is a liar. So this deception, right, and de- false understanding of reality and like living in deception actually is a form of bondage. Mm-hmm. Like not 
living in the reality of and there there are two aspects that come to my mind it came to my mind when Israel was speaking one is the reality of our sinfulness like that is a truth that is a painful one to face and then the reality of freedom in Christ because you can come to the reality of oh yeah you know I suck you know and life is horrible and you know this and but the other truth that Jesus brings life is mm-hmm. as vital as realizing that I don't have life within myself. And that full understanding, that truth brings freedom. Like mm-hmm. then we can actually live without without fear of, you know, people, the body they may kill, but God's truth abided still. You know, the people can hurt my body, right. but they can't, you know, they, can, mm-hmm. they can't hurt my spirit. Like there is something that goes beyond just the externals that Jesus brings to us when we have that relationship and realize those two things. I'm a sinner, but I have a great savior. Mm. And that truth, the reality of that, and they were missing that as mm. Jesus was speaking to you know, the, the Pharisees, <laughs> speaking to the Jews, it said. Mm. Um, they, they were like, oh, we're good. Mm-hmm. And you're missing the fact that you're not good. Mm-hmm. And then two, that Jesus is good and he's right there, you know? Yeah. Hey, you guys, you guys were, 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 are, are, you're bringing out so many good points here. Uh, you, you guys, we went like, went to like sky high and I'm just thinking like, how do, how do I, what are some things that like just everyday things for, for me to bring it down? Uh, I have, I have two boys and I love you guys, Noah and Nathan. And uh, right now we're teaching them piano uh, and they just absolutely hate it. Uh, you may all ex- remember those times when, when you were forced by your parents to practice piano or music in- instruments. And our older boy is different from our younger boy because our older boy went through the drudgery of like, you need to practice, you need to practice. And they felt like they were enslaved to the <laughs> piano, like they had no freedom. Right. But the cool thing is this, is that Noah, our older one, as he gets older and as he's getting developed into the discipline of learning the piano, he is learning a new kind of freedom of actually knowing how to play the piano. Mm-hmm. And he can sit and not just play what he sees in front. But then he, there was moments where he would just like when he was bored, he would just sit and play the piano and like write his own songs mm-hmm. or write melodies out. And it was like, you know, as parents, we're like, oh, no, we have a Mozart, Mozart amongst, <laughs> right. amongst us. He's, I mean, he's good. Um, but he himself enjoying mm-hmm. that, he experienced a freedom because of the limitations of knowing how to play the piano. Mm-hmm. Our second son, who's still way younger, and he has, you know, way to go. We still love you. <laughs> you know, keep practicing your piano. Uh, he, in his desperation and in his, like, you know, have hatred of being enslaved to the piano. He'll play like you know when kids do like just a random piano, whatever, and he thinks he's like free, right? Mm-hmm. But he is enslaved to the inability to play Station. piano. Yeah, right. And and you can notice on his face, he'll do that for a while. He enjoys the anarchy of it, but he's not. There's no creativity going on. There's not. It's not a. It's not a cerebral exercise. There's no, you know, aesthetic enjoyment on it. It's just he's just he was trying to get a laugh out of us, and then he's done. And he does something else, and he's forever entrapped in that until he learns the discipline and to, the, of, of of engagement. You know, so it's really the limitation of our uh, uh, of our of our freedom yeah. allows us to be more free in Christ. Yes. Yes. This is a powerful illustration. I mean, I really appreciate it. It speaks to me especially because I am Nathaniel. He is Noah. <laughs> it's true. And, uh, but 
it, Jesus says, you know, the, the, it's a narrow way, yeah. right? But that narrow way that could seem like bondage from the outside actually leads to like the most, um, the most flourishing uh, of your potential. You know, mm. like you, 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 you are truly then free to to be creative and and fruitful in everything that you do. Um, but believing that. Practicing that can be hard in the moment, yeah. and sometimes we need a little help, I guess. But well, I think it's our carnal nature that does not want the restriction. Right. Yeah. We don't either. We Discipline. don't trust the restriction, the restrictor, the, yeah. the God who restricted, or the experience of it, or not see, not having the faith to see the other side. Right. Of like, well, if I'm restricted, is this is this what? is in store for me. Mm-hmm. And so all those Bible verses where Jesus is like, you know, I want you to have life and life abundant. I want you to have life, uh, joy, joy, uh, um, exceeding right. joy. Like these are things that like we know about, but we don't actually taste or we don't think we have that's that God is in store for us. Mm-hmm. But God wants us to experience our fullest potential yes. in the narrowness of Christ's call for us. And, and so I'm uh, just going to bring mm-hmm. out in verse 31, it says, if you abide in my word. So that's the condition. That is the limitation that, of, of abiding in his word. You are my disciples indeed and then you should know the truth and the truth should make you free and, and just add to that the the narrowness that what seems so narrow is because only because we see it in contrast to the billion ways mm. of not doing god's will in this world mm. it is that's why it looks like a narrow gate that's why it's a narrow path but when when all is said and done when sin has been done away with mm-hmm. that will be there will be a billion things of how to do things right right sure. and so in the contrast things can seem uh, oh, narrow or or entrapped or whatever mm-hmm. uh, from the outside. But once you experience it, you know that that's life and life, you know, full, fullness of mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And it will be later on, be the fullness of, of righteousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think it, what boils down to me as you're talking is is all of these different things, yes, but ultimately is our understanding of what defines freedom, mm-hmm. you know? And, yes, and, and that's it, right. And it's it's um, on the political religious liberty level. Yeah. That's where we're getting. How are we defining freedom? And Jesus is redefining that radically mm-hmm. differently. Yes, right. And so so many times we 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 in our minds we define freedom like like Nathaniel does. Right. It's just license. Yeah. It's just like I don't need to practice. I could just come and this me hitting the piano should be all I need. But the truth of the matter is that you can't find happiness. That's why there's frustration, right? There's frustration because even though you're doing the same exact movements as a person next to you, everybody knows, including yourself, this is not the right definition Mm -hmm. of making music, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that's why we live in the kind of society we live in today, because we keep on defining freedom as the power to make whatever choice you want, to live whatever life you want. And to enforce this view on somebody else, right? So it's like, I want everybody to be whatever the hot topic is, right? Equality or whatever the topic is. And unless you agree with me, unless you are defined by my definition of freedom, then then we're not living free, right? And so automatically the back like back in the you know edict of milan right the same exact thing the persecutors <laughs> become the persecuting yeah and so i think this this cycle of 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 you know what the definition of freedom is continues to come back and i think it's critical for us to understand freedom 
God has his own definition of freedom. And the only way we can understand that definition of freedom comes down to a relationship with him. It is he Mm -hmm. that teaches us what freedom is, and it is he alone that can make us free. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, we, We desire freedom to sin. But God gives us the freedom to do righteousness. Mm. And that freedom to do righteousness is, is beautiful. It makes sense. It's right. It, it, it's, there's order to it. I mean, it's in every human definition, it just it resonates. Yes. Uh, but it does require us to engage with him on his word. How many of you want to experience that level of freedom to experience your ultimate potential in Christ Jesus as a human being? I mean, that's just, that's just not that's just flowery words. That's really what Jesus uh, promises, that, le- that level of freedom to each one of us. That's my prayer. I think that's my prayer for all my brothers and sisters here. And hopefully that's yours out there. Uh, join us as we continue this really, these really deep uh, conversations and studies on religious liberty and what Jesus has to say about liberty. Uh, this is Inverse. We'll see you next week. God bless you. listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, This is Inverse.